This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I am so happy you're here. So before I introduce today's guest, I want to share with you my five habits for being happy. Number one, take care of yourself first. When you are constantly taking care of everyone else, it is critical that you take time to do something for yourself. And this may mean that you have to say no to somebody else. Number two, gratitude. Every morning, list everything you have to be grateful for. At any time during the day, you can press the reset button by focusing on all of your blessings and feel its loving embrace. It is the quickest way to shift your energy from negative to positive. Number three, forgiveness. Pay attention to your thoughts around every situation. If you're feeling anything but love, there is likely someone you need to forgive. Many times, we have to forgive ourselves as well. Remember, forgiving is all about setting you free from the negative feelings you're holding onto. Number four, shift your perspective. Your perspective is the lens in which you view the world. Your perspective becomes your perception, which turns into your beliefs, then it influences your behavior, which ends up becoming your reality. Ask yourself, is there another way to see this situation? Most likely there is. And last, number five, trust with no expectations. Always trust that everything is going to work out exactly how it is supposed to. It always does. Just be sure not to attach any expectations to the outcome. Because worrying about anything does not serve you. Trust instead and let your life flow exactly how it is supposed to. For more information, please visit my website at sandyscarlotta.com. So today's guest is with Julie Hoyle. Julie is this amazing woman, and she is a spiritual teacher, and she has so many gifts to talk about and to share. And I was just so excited talking with her because it's just an area that I want to learn more about. And so I hope you enjoy it as well. Hi, Julie. How are you today? I am just peachy. That's my favorite word right now, because honestly, that's really and truly how I feel. I'm very happy. I love the word peachy. Yes, me too. It's kind of juicy and fruity and full of flavor, right? For sure, for sure, for sure. Now, I forgot until right before the interview when we were chatting, I forgot that you're in the Bahamas. Oh my gosh. Now, I never use the word jealous because that's such a low energy word, but boy, am I ever envious. (laughs) Listen, I know. I mean, what a dream. It is absolutely gorgeous, really gorgeous. And it's just so inspiring because the colors are so beautiful. And of course, the ocean is amazing. So yeah, I'm very blessed to be here. Now, how long have you lived in the Bahamas? Well, on and off for, let me think, close to 30 years. And my husband and I first came here in 1980. We took jobs as teachers in high school, and we taught in high schools here. And then we took off 
in 2000 to follow a dream to go live at an ashram and be on staff there. And that was quite the adventure. Yeah, and then we came back, uh, well, to a different island, actually. We went to Guam, Bahama, and that was in 2004. So obviously, there's something that keeps pulling us back to the Bahamas. And I have to say, it's really been uh, transformational. Our time here has really been really incredible. Wow. Like having always lived, I've always lived in the DC metro area and grew up outside of Annapolis, Maryland, which is just absolutely beautiful. But it's it's the rat race around here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I'm like picturing you, you know, the, the Bahamas. I love the Bahamas. I've been down there multiple times. When my son was little, we used to take him to Atlantis every oh. year. And, uh, you know, really great memories there. So where are you originally from? Um, Originally from the UK. I was born uh, in in the West Midlands, in the kind of the center of the UK, in a a working class town. And, you know, I just felt from from when I was very, very young, I, I, you know, I would die. I just literally felt, I know it's dramatic, but I used to feel I will die if I have to stay here for my whole life because I didn't feel any resonance. I didn't feel it was inspiring. I felt like I had a calling. I didn't know what that calling was. And I knew that in order to really flourish and thrive, I had to get out of there. And so (laughs) that was my, (laughs) you know, you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so I followed my dream. I, you know, I trained to be a teacher to really just use that as a kind of a passport to be able to travel and travel I have. And um, it's been quite, quite the journey. You know, and that, what a great, I I never even considered that as a, as a way to travel. But wow, that's really brilliant, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can really go all over the world. I mean, there's always places, you know, all over the world looking for teachers that can just teach English as, you know, as a second language. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Although, you know, my area of expertise is art. But, but you know, that is really just a very small part of the story because, you know, when I was single, I went and worked in Italy and I taught, I did teach English as a foreign language there, which was a lot of fun. I went there with a girlfriend and then I came back to the UK and I just couldn't settle. And then fortunately, I met my husband who was really up for an adventure. And so we started applying for jobs overseas and then we were offered a job in the Bahamas. So we came to the Bahamas and just loved every second of being here. I mean, it was, you know, it was a dream come true. We had a boat. We used to go snorkeling. You know, it was just incredible. But but even with all of that, there was something inside of me that w- there was still this feeling of kind of discontent. And I was looking for someone or something that could prove that what I had always perceived and felt and known inside myself, which was, you know, there's more to life than what we see on the outside, was true. And, yeah. (laughs) So so let's talk about, like, where you are today. Because I'm I'm looking at your website, which is beautiful. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely beautiful. So tell me how you got onto this path of where you are now. So, So what happened was... In 1989, I had a radical, life-changing spiritual awakening, and that kind of landed through having a lucid dream with a master yogi who was wearing a loincloth. And I know this sounds far-fetched and kind of 
a little bit bizarre, maybe for people that are listening. <laughs> Not for me. But, but no, no, you but know, you know, no. So anyway, I had a. I, I've been a lucid dreamer ever since I was a kid. Ever since I can remember, I've had the ability to be able to sort of wake up in a dream and say, "This is a dream, and I'm dreaming," and then go off and fly around and have sort of out of body experiences and everything. So what happened was in this particular lucid dream. I met this yogi, he tapped me on the top of the head, my entire body was filled with the most incredible energy, that it was just so amazing and so profound. And then I was brought back to waking. And from that moment forward, my entire life was transformed. It changed <laughs> in the most radical and also in the most subtle ways. And also it was like the lid was blown off of my intuitive abilities and my psychic abilities, if you want to call them that. And so that set me on a path that went in a very different direction. So explain a little bit more about the lucid dreams for, for those that aren't really familiar with that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So a lucid dream is when you have a dream you know, what I call a regular dream. And there's a moment of sort of clarity where you realize this is a dream and I am dreaming. And then you become conscious in the dream. And from that point on, you can then, you know, my, my thing is I would have these encounters with angels or with loved ones who had made that transition and, you know, passed on. Or I would have uh, meetings with you know, Mother Mary, uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama, even before I knew about him. So I've always had this sort of propensity to have these incredible lucid dreams, which which were real, real gifts because I'd be given teachings and messages and directives for my life and anointings and initiations and things like that. And that really, really kind of exploded after having this lucid dream with the, the master yogi, whose name was Bhagavan Nityananda, and I'd never heard of him. But I later found out that he used to give what is called Shaktipat initiation, which is the awakening of the spiritual energy. And that's what people would go to him for when he was alive. So, so that one tap on the head just changed the course of my entire life. Wow. Now, I am familiar with Shaktipat because I... I studied with a meditation guru, if you will, uh -huh. <laughs> and that's what he he, he taught, that mm -hmm. type of meditation. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, I'd never heard of it. I was raised as a Catholic. Me you know? too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, I call myself, please, I'm not here to offend anybody, but it was just my experience. But I consider myself a recovering Catholic. But <laughs> for those devout Catholics out there, I totally have the utmost respect for you. It was just my experience. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, my, my experience was great because my, my dad was a Catholic who never went to church. And my mother was an atheist who used to dabble in, you know, using the Ouija boards. So go figure. So anyway, here I am, you know, uh, in the Bahamas, I have this lucid dream with this master yogi I'd never heard of. And then literally I was gifted with Shaktipat. And the thing is that the minute I saw him, I recognized that he was the one I had been looking for my entire life. 
Wow. Now, is he's is he passed on? Yes, he passed on in 1964 or five, I think, you know, when I was like, I would have been very, very, very young. But, you know, I've had, obviously, since then, I've had lucid dream encounters with him, meetings with him, you know, and um, his presence is very much with me. So, well, I'm wondering if your environment of, you know, being in the Bahamas and how, you know, you're so much more relaxed when you're, you know, near the ocean and just that whole energy around you. I wonder if that had something to do with it, because you know, w- would that have happened if you were in the UK? Yeah, you know, I, d- I really don't know. It's hard right. to say. But, you know, th- I mean, there has been talk. There are people here that say that, you know, there's, there's a big crystal under the ocean and this is where, you know, Atlantis was. And, right. you know, there's all, and it was, it's in the Bermuda Triangle. So, so the energy of the place is really, uh, for me, heightened. It feels very heightened and very activated. Right. And so it could, it could have something to do with that. Wow. wow. Yes. <laughs> so, so you say that your life was changed in very profound ways. Can you give some examples? Yeah. I mean, in really sort of practical ways, what was happening, especially initially, was the lights would, would, be, would turn on without me turning the switch. Fans w- that were not plugged into the wall would start spinning. One evening, my husband and I were sitting up in bed and the light bulb, which was just like, what, you know, a regular light bulb, started to grow brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. We looked at one another and just burst out laughing and then the whole thing just smashed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I knew that. Uh, I, or another thing that happened was I had a lucid dream where I was moving energy, red, blue, and green energy and and ball like energy balls and I was learning how to sort of move them around Mm -hmm. and then when I woke up the next morning and went into the lounge I had this this wooden parrot mobile that was in the corner of the room and it was those colors (laughs) and uh, it had been moved across the room to the other side of the you know the other side and I called to Tony hey Tony did you get up in the middle of the night and move the parrot mobile and he said no I haven't touched it And I knew that, you know, the the activated energy, you know, through Shaktipat was was creating all this psychic phenomenon. And so what happened too was I started to get really super sensitive. I started to have these visions, this clear knowing about people, about where they were at and what was going on with them. I had sort of prophetic visions. I mean, you name it, it it just happened. It was just like everything exploded. And then on top of that, I started to have even more lucid dream meetings with these great beings, some of whom I'd, you know, I say some of them, actually all of them I had never heard of. I mean, there's one, there was one Swami who came to me in a lucid dream and said, would you like initiation? I can give and I said, yes, please. So he took his thumb and pressed it in my third eye. And, and then, you know, I bowed to him and I woke up. Oh, before I, before I left, I said, what is your name? And he said, Swami Ram Tuth. And I'd never heard of him. And when I woke up, I went online. Sure enough, Swami Ram Tuth was a great being. He was a mathematician. He used to give initiation. You know, he's well-renowned in India. So this is this happened, started to happen, and it continues to happen to this day. That this kind of sort of um, these profound meetings. Wow! Now, how do you transfer that to your work? 
So uh, what happened is years ago, I'm trying to remember now, I think it was 2008, uh, in one of the lucid dreams, one of the great beings came to me and she said, when are you writing the book? So I said to her, what am I supposed to write about? You know, I don't know. And she just gave me one of those looks as if to say, come on, wake up. (laughs) And so so, uh, when I woke up, I just said, I'm not going to write a book because, you know, if I sit down and try and think about it and it's forced, it's going to come from the mind. And I don't want anything that comes from the mind unless it comes from the heart. And it feels like it's kind of like channeled for want of a better word, you know. It just comes through, and then I'll write it. So, I, you know, I, I left that alone, and I think maybe a month, two months later, I was doing a house sit at a beautiful home overlooking the ocean. You know, somebody had asked my husband and I to sort of take care of it while they were away. And I was... No problem. Yeah, <laughs> sign yeah, sign me up. It's right, you know, I, let's do it, let's do it. So, so there I was having coffee, looking over the ocean and the palm trees, and... And I started to hear it. So I just grabbed a pencil and I sat and started writing. And that's how the book, my first book, An Awakened Life, A Journey of Transformation, came about. And then um, from that, I was also in dreams told to work with people and to share the wisdom and to create programs and to create courses. And of course, every time I'm asked to do something, I really don't have a clue. But, you know, I just, I've learned to say yes. And then what happens is, you know, how to do these things is is given. You know, I'm shown the way and it just always works out. That's amazing. Yeah. So so I've written, I've written four books now. I, I, in fact, I've written two books this year with them. <laughs> wow. Actually, I say this year, sorry, this, uh, I'm trying to think, during, when the pandemic started from between March and December of, 2020. That's right. I've written two books and now I'm writing another one as well as a follow up. But um, so these things just land and I, I know there's a call to action and I just say yes. And I know that, you know, when if I need help, help will, will be given. And that's how it is. That's really incredible. Yes. So, so I just have fun with it. You know? I mean, oftentimes when I'm asked to do something, I'll say, really? Oh, my gosh, I don't have a clue. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so, so, you know, that's just how it's always been. And, and that was true, too, with last March, I got an email from a friend, Lisa Gunshaw, who... She has a, a channel on YouTube, which is the Buddhist Biohacker channel. And she said, she, this is just before she was getting started. And she said, would you do a live stream? You know, can I interview you? I said, okay, you know, yeah. I mean, I wasn't 100%. You know, I'm a little shy. I tend to be a contemplative, but I said yes. And I think I've done 50 on there now. And I love, I really love doing it. So, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's this is how it works, right? It's it's this flow of grace. It's this movement of energy that lands in us if we're open and receptive, and if we have the courage to say yes, then incredible things happen. I love it. So, what specifically are some of the courses that you offer? Well, the one I'm really focused on right now is titled "Living in Alignment." And it's a monthly course that goes out and just focuses on different themes, different obstacles with respect to, you know, deepening into your own self-recognition, owning your gifts, 
honoring your own seeing, you know, listening to your intuitive voice and living true to that. So, so that's, that's one course. And then I've got other intuitive art courses on course craft, one of which is honoring your soul contract, which is real fun. And then I've got others painting your feelings. Um, so, it's, so it's a combination of sort of intuitive development and, and playing around with art and expressing, you know, what's in your soul through signs and symbols and messages. So it's really for people that professional artists take it and people who really don't feel they have any artistic talent take it as well. And then I'm working on a few others with respect to shadow work because the book I wrote last year, Meeting the Shadow, Finding Yourself, has been really successful and very popular. So I'm working on a course that supports deepening into shadow work and really transforming the shadow, shadow with respect to creative talents and gifts. Can you explain a little bit about shadow work? Yeah, sure. So the shadow really uh, is, it's, it's kind of the label that Dr. Carl Jung used to, to describe the sort of the collective container or the dark aspects of our personality that we would rather not own and rather not see. And oftentimes we are completely unconscious to. And one sure way to recognize our shadow is to think about the people that we can't stand. <laughs> Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that really drive us crazy. And they can be living or dead, right? You know, but, but you can name the, the, the things that drive you crazy about a person and there you are, you're seeing your own shadow. And like a mirror. Yeah, like a like a mirror. Because the thing is is we wouldn't see it even if you saw it, right, in someone, if you've dealt with it in yourself, it doesn't press buttons. But if you haven't owned, let's say someone's arrogance or someone's manipulation, let's say, if you haven't owned those tendencies within yourself, then buttons will be pushed in you if you encounter someone that, that sort of mirrors that back to you. So understanding the shadow is really important, especially, you know, on the spiritual path and if you really want to live true to who you are and to own your gifts in the most effective way possible. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's really incredible. Mm -hmm. So what was the other book that you wrote last year? The other book is called Wake Up and Say Yes, A Practical Guide to Lucid Living and Lucid Dreaming. And um, that's been really popular as well because, you know, a lot of people have asked about lucid dreaming, how to lucid dream and all of those things, um, how to be more lucid in your life. And, you know, what happens is we've, we've, we've certainly seen a lot on social media about being present, being present, being present. But, you know, what does that actually mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? How, how do you actually engage with that? How can you be more attentive and more lucid in your life and also, by extension, in your dream state? So, so I sort of tackle that from my own direct experience and give, and, and give really accessible and simple practices for people no matter you know where you are in your life you might be a busy single mom with four kids you know and you're trying to juggle uh, or you might be retired or you might be at an earlier stage in your life but it's really about finding those sort of access points that we can kind of bring into our life without turning it into something else I've got to do you know what I mean <laughs> That is really incredible. Now, are there any other books on the horizon for you? Actually, I'm writing a follow-up book. Um, it's called the, the Shadow Diary, 
Shadow Diaries. And I have invited Shadow Work Diaries. I've invited seven, no, eight people to contribute a chapter. So it's a collaborative project. Nice. And um, it's really people that have really dug deep and done the shadow work and have, have, have started to live true to that, own their gifts, and, and seen incredible transformations in their life already. And, you know, are doing things they never imagined that they would do, such as writing blogs, creating websites, you know, doing artwork, you know, whatever it is, however that's kind of manifest for them. So they're speaking about that and sharing that for, for people in a real authentic way. And it's, it's so far, it's been a lot of fun. I'm about halfway through it. And the published date, the tentative published date is the end of August. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You, you really have an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, sometimes I, I when I read or hear myself, you know, and when I, when I listen to back to podcasts or whatever, I say, "Wow!" <laughs> if it if it hadn't happened to me, I'm not sure I'd believe it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I can I can relate for sure, for sure. That's awesome. Now, have you ever thought of you know having any sort of retreats down there? Hint, hint. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, for sh- I mean, for sure. I've talked about it quite a few times with people and actually started looking at that last year. I have a really great friend in on one of the other islands who does block therapy. And we were going to do, you know, a, a retreat together. But this is pr- just prior to there was a massive hurricane, Dorian hurricane, the hurricane Dorian that landed here. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was now, 2019, and it devastated a lot of the Bahama Islands. And then, of course, COVID came along, and now we're just just getting back into um, things opening up again. But that for sure is on the horizon, um, because I would really love to run some sort of retreats that, that have creative components as well, where people can do some writing or some artwork and, um, you know, connect into source. And to listen to their own inner guidance and just have some fun with that, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that would be incredible for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. So, Julie, what else would you like to share with the audience? Oh, let me think. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Julie Hoyle Official. You can also find me on my website at juliehoyle.org. And I have recently created a YouTube channel, just Julie Hoyle on YouTube, where I've been offering just very sort of mini six, seven, eight minute little videos where I'm speaking about some of the obstacles that trip trip us up with respect to, you know, deepening deepening into our own self-recognition, really owning the truth of who we are. And living true to that, you know, rather than sort of second guessing or denying our intuitive knowing. So I speak a lot about that. And I also speak about shadow work and I speak about spiritual communities and really owning, really owning who you are and and, and honoring that. Yes, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, Julie, thank you so much. It has just been an honor to speak with you today and learn more about what you do and 
This has been really, really incredible. And I can't wait to check out more of your books. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been fantastic. Thanks. And thanks to everybody who's been listening. Yes. Thank you, Julie. Take care. Thank you. That was such an interesting interview with Julie Hoyle, spiritual teacher. She had so many just incredible experiences that she talked about, and I definitely want to learn more about it. Oh, and I also loved that she kept saying, own your gifts. Yes, own your gifts, everybody, because we all have them, you included. So you can follow Julie on her YouTube channel, which is Julie Hoyle. Her website is juliehoyle.org. So thank you, everybody, for listening today. I'm so grateful for your support. You can learn more about me at sandyscarlotta.com. My book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Coach Sandy Scarlotta. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your life is filled with peace, joy, happiness, and of course, lots of gratitude. Take care, everyone.